This is a Healthier Michigan podcast, episode 47. Coming up, we discuss cholesterol and its relation to heart health. Welcome to a Healthier Michigan podcast. It's a podcast dedicated to navigating how we improve our health and well-being through small healthy habits we can start implementing right now. I'm your host, Chuck Gatica, and every other week, if you've been joining us, you know that we sit down with a certified health expert from Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, and we dive into topics that cover nutrition and fitness, and today, uh, heart health, but also this idea of cholesterol. This episode, we're going to spotlight cholesterol, and we're going to do it with a few experts to help us understand the importance of paying attention to it. Registered dietitian and certified health coach Grace DeRosha is back. Hello. Hi. Nice to see you. Always nice to see you. Registered dietitian, certified diabetes educator, certified health coach at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. She's got a blog. She's on the radio, TV, movies, dancing. I don't know. Justin Timberlake is her, what is he, your crush? My boyfriend. <laughs> Tom knows. <laughs> Tom knows. My kids call him Uncle Justin. Come on. Yeah, it's true. That I have is... a cardboard cutout of him in our house. Do you really? This is a whole separate podcast that we're going to have to get into. Uh, Christian Hurley is here. She's the Senior Director of Community Impact for the American Heart Association of Southeastern Michigan. And uh, she's been in nonprofit executive leadership for a long time. But now she comes to us with a treasure trove of information about heart health and cholesterol this morning. It's good to see you. Good to see you, I should you too. say today, right? I mean, it could be any time of day sing. you're listening. She can sing, and we just learned that, too. We're learning. That's really what should be fun, is we'll do a podcast about the stuff you don't know about the people right. we're talking to. Oh, scary. You're into karaoke, are you? I do enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. You know, I like karaoke, too, and I've got a theory. If you drink enough, I sound just like Sinatra. You know, if you have a beer, and not if I have a beer, if you do, I sound much better. Yeah. <laughs> I but, think that's generally like, that's true. That's a good theory. Huh? It is. That's it's good probably theory. good for your heart. I'm not sure. Well, mm-hmm. let's talk about this idea, because we hear this word, it's a bit of a scary idea when you hear cholesterol, especially if a doctor says, you know, yours is too high. But what is cholesterol? Can we start there? Yeah. So cholesterol is interesting. It's a waxy substance. Mm-hmm. See, I'm scared already. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's not a candle. It's a waxy substance that we create in the body through the liver naturally. Mm-hmm. But we also intake some with some of our food choices and the food that we eat. And to be fair, some people, DNA maybe makes them overproduce or produce, and it has nothing to do with what they're eating too, right? I mean, yeah, this absolutely. may not be that you're just eating junk food all the time. Right. If I was talking about uncontrollable risk factors, yeah. genetically, you may just have naturally higher cholesterol. And I've had patients like that. Mm-hmm. They did everything right. They were fit. They ate healthy and nutritious food. Yeah. But their cholesterol just tended to be higher because of how their body made and produced cholesterol. So it's not inherently bad, right? I mean, if we're all producing it, that means we've all got it floating around in our bloodstream. So it's not really bad at the start. Not necessarily. I mean, even things like your triglycerides, which we haven't talked about yet, you know, will give you additional energy per se, right? So there are some good qualities to it. But in general, Americans are getting, you know, way too much uh, cholesterol. Like 94 million Americans have high cholesterol, 40% Mm. of our population are dealing with high cholesterol. So, you know, yes and and no. Right. There's a, there's a lot that we need to do to generally get that down. So if we look at and we break down how it's being produced, you've, Grace has already mentioned it comes from the liver. Mm-hmm. Most of it comes from the liver, cholesterol production? Yeah, so it's in our cells, but then our liver yeah. is like the main producer of it. 
Yeah. And then what about the foods we eat? There is a direct correlation to what we eat. So if I am having too much oil and butter and stuff and I go give blood, it comes out looking like oil in my car. <laughs> I mean, there, there really is a direct connection for many, many people. Yes, absolutely. And what is interesting is that it is based on the food we eat when it comes to. So oftentimes people think if they have food with cholesterol, which is always animal products, then their cholesterol will, will be high. Mm-hmm. That is one part of it. And then the other part is overweightedness mm-hmm. or processed fried foods that aren't the best for you either. What if you're not moving? What if you're sedentary, right? Does that allow it to build up or is that just my idea that it's sitting all in one place and it's not moving around? Exercise is definitely an important component of helping your cholesterol come down and improve some of the numbers. Well, I should say total cholesterol and LDL, but then exercise can help bring the HDL number up, which we're going to talk about a little bit, which is would be a good thing. So risk yeah. of heart disease goes up. I mean, there is an equation that you can really have a correlation here, right? To well, absolutely. So, so any heart or blood vessel disease is generally caused by a buildup of cholesterol in those artery walls, right? And so the way to really think about it is if you uh, have a buildup of um, fat in your arteries and it blocks your blood flow to your heart, you're Mm going to have a heart attack. That's Mm -hmm. a heart attack. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have a blockage and it cuts off the blood flow to your brain, then then you're going to have a stroke, Mm -hmm. right? So there is a direct correlation as to, um, you know, why it's important to um, manage your blood pressure. And, you know, I know the good cholesterol and the bad cholesterol, I, I, I think one great thing is that the good cholesterol actually helps to clear out. Yes the bad cholesterol out of your arteries. So you really want to make sure, we're talking about food and exercise, that you know you are eating foods that are going to give you higher levels of good cholesterol mm-hmm. and getting that physical activity so that you can be sort of helping your body to fight that bad cholesterol. So as we said, it's not all bad. Yeah. There, there's good cholesterol that you can get also from food. Um, so, you know, and from, you know, honestly, exercising. So, Well, let's talk piece. about food. Mm-hmm. Let's deal with that for just a minute. Food. food. Oh, and everybody, you know, we all love all kinds of food. And we've just come out of a holiday season. And my New Year's resolution is less birthday cake. Uh, good luck. So, <laughs> but, you know, the kinds of foods that you're going to eat could be high in fat. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's more sugar. What are the things that we really should be paying attention to that are in foods that directly are proven to affect our cholesterol? So your overall calories, you want to make sure you're having the right amount of calories for your body. Okay. But then specifically the types of fat that you're choosing to help your happy or healthy HDL cholesterol Mm -hmm. go up and then your LDL cholesterol and total cholesterol be in the right range. And we will we are going to dig into this because it yes. does get a bit confusing. Happy, what did you say? Happy uh, cholesterol. Yeah. So HDL. H for happy. Yeah, happy uh-huh. or healthy. That is the one that we want to have. I always say over 60 milligrams per deciliter. So that is the, the specific number on your, like when you get your blood drawn for your cholesterol yeah, numbers. Yeah. And the way to help do that, well, <laughs> there's a couple ways, but the, one of the number one ways is by incorporating heart-healthy foods. Yeah. 
And what would those be? Heart healthy foods. So fruits and vegetables, you know, always are going to be a uh, key. Whole grains, mm-hmm, you know, um, mm-hmm. are going to be very, very helpful. Fat free or like we said, low fat milks are mm-hmm. always going to be good for you. Um, poultry can be good. Uh, cut off the fat. Yeah, lean protein. Lean protein. Lean meats in general. Salmon is a, a fabulous thing to yeah. eat to help your good cholesterol. Yes. Um, so that's, you know, those kinds of things are all going to be working yeah. toward some of those heart healthy fishes, so yeah. your salmon, mm-hmm. halibut, yeah. mackerel. Yep. But you can, you know, if you've ever heard of the book Blue Zones, if you scan mm-hmm. the world and you see Sardinia lights up and you see yes. Japan lights up, I mean, you can see places where fish and natural foods are important yeah. and low fat foods, right? right. And, and good heart healthy, maybe oils like an olive oil, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, some nuts, some seeds. These guys are living yeah. to 100. Plus. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when we see it, we should be encouraged that, you know, whatever they're doing is making some sense. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So when we have high cholesterol, short of some emergency something like a heart attack, can you really ever tell that you have it? Would you feel sluggish or you really could be walking around not knowing unless you go get your blood drawn? Um, I think... It's not symptomatic. Mm-mm. Okay. You know what I mean? So if your cholesterol is yeah. high, it's not like when you break your arm, you you know because sure. it hurts. Yeah. But a chronic condition like having high cholesterol or even atherosclerosis, which is basically the buildup mm-hmm. in the artery walls of plaque, which is high cholesterol. Yeah. So that then the next step would be in a bad way would be a heart attack or stroke because of a blockage. So you don't feel that until something happens. Yeah. Which is, you know, why it's so critically important to get it checked. Yes. Right. And to go to those annual wellness um physicals and and make sure that it's it's being checked and know what your numbers are, know what they mean. Mm-hmm. Um so that you can stay on top of it. Because yeah, you really wouldn't know otherwise. And then also really importantly, knowing your family history. You know, we talked about yeah. how it can be familial and that, you know, that's going to be key because you yeah. could have high cholesterol and be perfectly fit. You know, you right. can, you know, look fantastic and feel fantastic and you just have a family history and you're just genetically inclined to having it. I think it's also good to note that if you do have a family history of high cholesterol and you've got kids, even your kids should be getting checked for high mm-hmm. levels of cholesterol as early as age two. Come on, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, if there's a family history for it. And so, you know, it's very important to know that. So it's it's one of those things, just being knowledgeable about and having it checked often Mm -hmm. and knowing what it means and and making those lifestyle changes that are going to improve The genetic part is interesting to me, and it it brings a few questions to my mind because I think uh, we have an adopted person in our family, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think one of the struggles that this younger child who's now maturing is going to have, and, and they've already thought of this, they don't really know the genetic history. Yeah. So they sort of have to start from a baseline, which is still good. Mm-hmm. Get some blood work so you kind of yes. know. But I don't know that grandma had troubles or, you know. Right. So that's a dilemma. And then talk to me for a minute about demographics. When we hear about heart issues, heart attacks in general, can you speak to the idea of men versus women, mm-hmm. people of color or not? Are there any things that jump up like I was talking about parts of the world mm-hmm. light up? Are the demographics that light up that those persons should be a little more concerned than not? Yeah, I mean, women have typically have higher rates of high cholesterol than men, actually. Um, so that's one key Just demographic. because, not because they're eating differently. It's just <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, because I mean, they're women. Do you have anything to add on? Yeah, I was going to say, so women naturally carry more fat on their body Mm -hmm. because we have to make babies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So 
there is a little bit of research that shows just because naturally mm-hmm. that's the way we're built and men technically carry more lean muscle versus fat per se. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a little bit of research about that, mm-hmm. which makes sense. It does. Obviously. And then, but we've talked about this when we talked about sodium. Heart disease is the number one killer of men and women mm-hmm. across the board. Yeah. So yeah. like never to forget that is really important. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we'll keep talking about this idea. I want to dive in now to this healthy H, you know, HDL cholesterol and the LDL, the lousy cholesterol, right. because I think a lot of people could get confused about this. Let's deal with lousy cholesterol, LDL. Mm-hmm. What is it? So the lousy cholesterol... The LDL. And yeah, I like to call it lousy too because it's not the best. So that is the cholesterol. So it stands for low density lipoprotein, mm-hmm. which is whatever. Just no LDL. LDL is a lot LDL's easier. The bad yeah, one. yeah. And what we want, we want to keep that number to less than 100. I like to say less than 100 for both. Some people say less than 130 for men, yeah. mm-hmm. but just less than 100 in a perfect world. And what that does, it actually takes cholesterol to your arteries so it makes the plaque build up and that's why it's lousy Mm -hmm. yeah so if you're picturing your artery wall the ldl is like i'm just gonna drop some of that all around well it happens in our homes and the pipes that run in and out of our house i mean you'll see buildups if you've ever had a broken pipe or seen one you know there's gunk inside there that builds up over time even in fresh water pipes yeah. And that's been a similar way. I've always kind of thought of my That's arteries, a perfect example. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think about those cloggy pipes. You don't want that right. happening in your body. Right. <laughs> and yeah. everybody knows what that causes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That and it's not just this narrowing of the pipe per se with mm-hmm. the buildup because sometimes that buildup can clog, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes that stuff can break off and that's a clot. So mm-hmm. that can yes. travel and cause grief right. by itself. Heart Absolutely. attack or stroke, right? Yeah. And the buildup itself. So if you think about... So that impacts your blood pressure Mm -hmm. because now your heart has to work harder to pump blood through because now an artery that was whatever, this big, Mm -hmm. you guys can't see me, but... Oh, we can. You can. (laughs) Now, because of the buildup, is this big, so then your heart has to work harder Mm -hmm. to push the blood through the body. So I forgot this question. See what happens when you get to be my age. (laughs) There really could be... Could be a correlation. If you're exhibiting symptoms of high blood pressure, that may be one thing to have checked out, right? The yes. cholesterol to make oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, those both of those factors are going to go into your risk overall for, mm. you know, heart disease and stroke. And so, you know, one of the tools that AHA has uh, right now on our website is our check change control calculator. And you can go in there and once you've gotten your checkup, you can put in your HDL numbers and your LDL numbers, your lousy and your healthy cholesterol and your triglycerides as well. And you can put in your blood pressure and it will tell you your risk for um, heart disease or stroke. And then that's something that you are then armed to have an additional conversation with your healthcare provider. Um, there's additional tests that you can request of your doctor mm-hmm. that maybe yeah. isn't um, something that they would normally do. So maybe, for example, a calcium scoring test, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, where they can go in and really look at that buildup in your arteries. They wouldn't necessarily need to do that unless you were... You knew that there was buildup to a certain degree. Right. So if you're a very high risk, you've been experiencing some high levels of bad cholesterol, then, you know, maybe that would be something you would consider. But you wouldn't know to ask for that unless, you know, mm-hmm. you had a good sense of what your risk were. And tell us again, because I've looked at the website for mm-hmm. the American Heart Association. It's check... 
check, change, and control, control. Yep. cholesterol okay. specifically. And yeah. so, yeah, fantastic resources available through that program, all just as it says, you know, making sure that people are aware and they're checking that cholesterol because, again, you're not going to know yeah. necessarily that you have it unless yeah. something bad happens yeah. and you don't want that. You know what I always I always say? Know better, do better. Mm-hmm. So then check is so important to that. Check it and change it. You know, we have so much control over this. Yeah. I mean, it really is one of those things where lifestyle factors and what we're eating and how much physical activity we're getting, it really makes a big difference in your cholesterol. It's reversible. Even if you get a bad score, you yes. can reverse that. Yeah, man. I think we'll talk about that a little bit more because it is important to understand that some little changes in lifestyle mm-hmm. can have high impacts. So, We'll come back to this idea because it's really important. And I'm so glad American Heart Association has that because it does give us a baseline. Yep. Really, at any moment, you've gotten blood work where you can plug in those numbers. Yeah. Tomorrow, a year from now, whenever it is, mm-hmm. you can start to follow how you're impacting your health. Yeah, and I don't want, because I think it's important because we mentioned a few times that there is a genetic predisposition. Mm-hmm. You know, like 75% of our body makes cholesterol, but that 25% that we own and have control over can greatly impact how your heart health lives and remains mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the rest mm-hmm. of your life. So I don't ever want that to be, because I, you know, my, some of my patients, you know who you are. <laughs> um, they'll say to me, oh, it's just, it's all genetic. And yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. listen, Sally and Joey. Most of you it's not. You have so much power here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, to feel empowered and knowing these things and not chalking it up to, oh, it's it's my grandparents' fault or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not. You yeah. can own it. Yeah. So let's talk about the good cholesterol, right? The healthy, the HDL. What is it and what does it do in our bodies? Yeah, the healthy and happy HDL. So just like LDL brought kind of that plaque buildup, mm-hmm. the HDL does the opposite and takes it away. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I always tell people it kind of makes your blood more slippery. That's yep. just kind of my description. You know? So, yeah, it kind of keeps it from sticking, yeah. right? So, oh, yeah. Interesting. So, okay. To your artery walls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit slide. Where like does that. it go? If it, get, it helps get rid of the bad cholesterol mm-hmm. and it comes off the artery walls and it's going... Where does it go? So there's a lot of different places it can go. One, hopefully there's not that much that has to go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Two, if you're eating healthy and you have some fiber in your diet, mm-hmm. that can help street sweep some of it out of the system. Mm-hmm. But wait a minute. Okay, I'm not a doctor. I don't even <laughs> play one on a podcast, but it's in my blood. <laughs> and then it goes where? Back to the liver before it's secreted to so catch up be, with yes. my oatmeal? So I like, literally, it can be what's processed going on? more efficiently so you can get rid of it uh-huh. as a toxin. Uh-huh. Fascinating. Human body is fascinating. So that's why a healthy diet with fruits and vegetables and antioxidants that help fight free radicals, then help the organs work efficiently to then get rid of some of that waste. And then that would be, but here's the key, like, it's not quite like the pipe that we're picturing in this example. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because you think it, there's buildup and it has to go somewhere, but what happens? It helps break it down. I so see. That it's more, oh, so it's soluble. Sense? It just mm-hmm. yeah. dissolves. So that slipperiness yeah. of it interesting can help get rid of it. And if we're looking at those numbers and we're trying to change and control and track what's going on, mm-hmm. the idea, uh, what number are we looking for with good HDL? For your HDL, you want to make sure it's over sixty. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that would be a good number for having some balance. And yes. you've mentioned this, Christian, a couple times, triglycerides. What are those? So triglycerides are fat in the blood um, that your body uses for energy. 
Uh, high triglyceride levels are associated with liver, pancreas problems, and heart disease as well. Um, and there's just they're a part of that calculation for your overall um, cholesterol rate. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, I happen to know my my husband has issues with this, and so I know that it is very affected again by the foods that you're eating. Yes. Um, and so increasing the foods where you're going to be getting better, you know, um, healthy cholesterol from is going to really help you to take down uh, those triglycerides. Triglycerides are also one, I think, that is uh, highly affected by having that familial high cholesterol. So if you have a family history of it, sometimes you're, you can get checked and your triglycerides can be over 700. Just... Yeah. Really? Wow. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And you want it to be, you know, somewhere around uh, a little over 150, you yes. know, or something like that. Yeah. You don't want it to be 700. So if you just have that family history and it's genetic, it could be something where they're just completely out of control. And so in that case, even if it is genetic, you know, again, what you eat and how you yeah. uh, move uh, can still help you to get your yeah. cholesterol. Yeah, control. when we're talking about controllable risk factors for triglycerides, yeah. inactivity yeah. really raises triglycerides. Mm-hmm. A very high carbohydrate diet. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my patients that might be type 2 diabetic or diabetic and don't have good control of their blood sugar usually also have high triglycerides. Oh, so inactivity and a high high carb diet when we're talking about the controllable risk factors yeah. can greatly impact your triglycerides. But see, that's a that's a slippery slope there because you would think that a lot of things that fall under heart-healthy meals, oatmeal, bananas, greens, I mean, some of the stuff isn't necessarily going to be high carb. A lot of that stuff is good carbs, but still yeah. carbs. Uh, yeah. And I'm talking like the people that might be pop drinkers and have oh, dessert gotcha. okay. at every meal. Or lots of bread lot of or something, processed things. bread. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Heavily processed carbs. A lot of added sugars. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, it, it would have to be a significantly high, not our healthier carbohydrate choices. So it's, if I get a blood panel and I got the results right, I'm looking at it, I may also see something called VLDL. What is that one? It's actually very low density lipoprotein. And that can just contribute to the impact of LDL, which is the lousy, because it also is a carrier of plaque. Mm. So I know LDL has like, it's like it's evil sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is complicated. And it I is. think, you know, there's a lot of chemistry going on there. Mm-hmm. We haven't even talked about meds. I know some people that have had to turn to meds. They've tried the lifestyle change and mm-hmm. walking and oatmeal and all the stuff. And it's just in their genetic makeup yeah. mm-hmm. where they've got cholesterol levels at 200 and it doesn't budge. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And I've had, I mean, I've had quite a few patients, I mentioned that earlier, who that genetic part of what they, like, they were doing everything. And then they felt so defeated because they were doing so many good things um, with their lifestyle and with their controllable risk factors that they really wanted to see an impact there. And sometimes it doesn't. But I never want that to be an excuse for someone that's listening to not try their best to really do what you can to control the controllable risk factors. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you can also delay, right? Mm -hmm. So even if you have that genetic tendency to it, if you are following a heart-healthy diet and you're getting that physical activity, you might not need to start medication until you're over 40 as opposed to, you know, doing it when you're in your 20s and 30s, which is, you know, uh, better. So you can't, there is things that people can do to maybe delay it. You know, it might be coming, but you can maybe delay it a bit. And so that also means being self-aware because if Mm -hmm. you never get a blood test or if you do and you never look at it, Mm -hmm. you know, because there are some people 
that want to get tested, and then they're like, la, 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 I don't want to look, I don't want to know, doc, you just tell me if there's a problem. But we need to be engaged. We need People, to understand it. They have. You have to be in partnership with your physician. Yeah. Right. I mean, they are a, a wonderful service to you, but you have to. Yeah. Again, you have to go in with questions, and and there are so many resources for you. Like we talked about, AHA yeah. has some. You know, check out the hahart.org website. Fantastic resources for people. You can do that risk calculator. There's also a whole guide on there uh, for mm-hmm. for people to walk through. So all of these things that we're talking about today, you can kind of see mm-hmm. it and walk through it. Mm-hmm. They, they, there's myths that, you know, you can get busted in that guide, question that you can ask your doctor, things that you can note down based mm-hmm. on what your lifestyle is currently. So utilize the tools that are free and available to you and, and, and yeah. be in partnership with your physician. Yeah. Be empowered. And own it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I, if you ind- will indulge me a minute, I want to tell you a quick little story. So about two years ago, I go on this journey where I'm trying to get healthy in general. Mm-hmm. And I have a friend who's a doctor, and he said, I've got a you know, lifestyle change. Never called it a diet, right? So I've changed the vernacular there. He said, but the first thing I want to do is do a blood panel, blood workup on you. So we have a baseline, a before, mm-hmm. and then we'll look at some of these control factors and what's changing. Yeah. So I do it and I get this entire printout and I see it. None of the categories are awful. None of them are crazy off the charts. None of them are in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Six months later, I've already started losing some weight. I've changed to more heart healthy oatmeal. I'm walking, I'm exercising, I'm eating black beans at lunch. I mean, I'm making <laughs> changes. It's more, to be fair, it's more veggie, but I'm not a vegetarian. Yeah. Six months later, we do a, the same blood workup. He calls me and he says to me these exact words, you should be the poster child for what I'm trying to teach people to do. And I mm-hmm. said, well, that's great. What happened? <laughs> he said, pull up your charts. I go online. I pull it up. My numbers went down incrementally, but his association was things like, well, those numbers dropped in your bad cholesterol and that's a 25% reduction in stroke and heart attack. And this went down and that's a 10% reduction in this. And he's going through it. And he said, let me just tell you again, you should be the poster child. Now, I don't say this to brag. I'm just saying I'm just a regular guy mm-hmm. who wasn't starting off so bad. I wanted to mm-hmm. lose some weight. Right, right, right. In six months of a lifestyle change, yeah. I had proof on paper that change makes a difference. It sure does. Yeah. That's why people should listen to me. <laughs> no, really. Because when, when a physician, when you tell me this stuff, when you both are saying this, I'm living walking proof that I was able to make an impactful change in my life mm-hmm. based on small little changes that are so common sense. Mm-hmm. Intellectually, we know it, but they kind of fly by us because we just don't want to think about them. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about this idea of change. Knowing your numbers and being self-aware. Mm-hmm. Important, yes. right? Yeah. And I do want, so total cholesterol, just to reiterate, should be less than 200. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your LDL less than 100. Your HDL greater than 60. And then your triglycerides less than 130. Okay. It's a lot of numbers. Well, you, you can, can you can that. hit reverse and you can go back yeah. and replay this. You can write that down. Mm-hmm. Or you can go to AHA or a Healthier Michigan to find those numbers. So yeah. you can compare where you are. And then when you look at that, now we can talk about what you need to do. Yeah. yeah. So what are the things that, I mean, I know what I did. Mm-hmm. And some of it is kind of, you know, subjective to me. But what are the main things that we can do to impact lifestyle change? Won't call it a diet. Sure. In general, again, we've said it a million times, you know, eat smart, 
right? Eat those mm-hmm. things that we all know are healthy, right? Everyone knows this, right? Eat your fruits and vegetables. Eat those whole grains. Eat those lean meats and proteins. Um, your, you know, the the fish is is fantastic. Those are all things that are going to help you move more. Um, you know, for adults, we want to get about 150 minutes of physical activity a week. Mm-hmm. Um, that can be incremental. So, you know, it doesn't mean in one day that you need to go walk 150 <laughs> minutes yeah, on a treadmill. Yeah. But just, you know, making sure that you are active, that you're moving, that you're walking. Um, you know, look, think of sitting as a bit of a chronic disease, right? So mm-hmm. if you're finding that you're sitting a whole lot, get up and move. Yeah. That's going to be um, critically important for you. And then knowing your fats. Um, you know, we talked about saturated fats, you know, replacing saturated fats with unsaturated fats, really reading your labels. Uh, you know, can't say that enough and knowing what you're putting into your body. If Does salt play a part in it? <laughs> you definitely want to lower your sodium intake. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we vis- I mean, obviously we visited that. Yes. yes. Yeah. And I would say Salt per se alone mm-hmm. doesn't actually change your cholesterol numbers per se, but kind of what I was talking about earlier. If you have any kind of plaque buildup, mm-hmm. arthrosclerosis, and your artery is now narrowed, that will increase your blood pressure. So they have impact on each other. And fats, bad fats versus good fats. So yes. we hear all these highfalutin phrases, monosaturated, poly, whatever. Right? Yeah. Muffas, puffas. So, okay. <laughs> if we're ta- when we're talking about food and we're Did talking- you just say something in a foreign language? <laughs> yes. Call me a name. What did yes. you say? Muffas and puffas. <laughs> so, <laughs> mamas and the papas. Uh, <laughs> you're distracting me. Sorry, I'm no. sorry. No. So, yes. When we're talking about fat, your unsaturated fats mm-hmm. are the ones that you want to incorporate. Okay. Oh, I'm thinking about how detailed I want to get here. So your saturated fats are usually the saturated fats are the ones that at room temperature are hard. So those sitting... Think of Crisco. Right. Mm-hmm. right? Those sitting in your arteries mm-hmm. would then be some of that plaque buildup. Yeah, but even coconut oil sitting at room temperature is hard. Yeah. Right? It's going to get me on this topic. Yeah. But no, um, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's been an analogy that you've used many, many podcasts mm-hmm. ago mm-hmm. that I have always thought, and I've tried to pass that knowledge on to even my family. If it's at room temperature and it's a solid fat, probably not the best, if right. not a, a really bad one. Yes. Versus its liquid form like sesame oil or, you know, olive, olive oil, oil or something. avocado oil. Yeah, right, for right. sure. So the unsaturated fats, which there's muffas, which I call monounsaturated fatty acids is what it is. And then puffas, which are polyunsaturated fatty acids. Those are the ones that we want to start incorporating. So those include things like your omega-3s, your omega-6s, your omega-9s. Fish, nuts. Yeah, fish, nuts, seeds, beans have some of them. So yes, making sure that we're getting some of those in. But also making sure you're keeping your ratio good. So I want to bring this up because I think it's important. And I think a lot of people know a lot of things because they've looked it up. Mm-hmm. Maybe they might not be practicing it yet, but knowing is half the battle. Yeah, yeah. So I always tell people, make sure you're getting your omega-3 fatty acids in because those are the ones that decrease inflammation and can really help. Your omega-6s are not bad for you and they are still heart healthy, mm-hmm. but in America especially in America, our ratio is extreme when it comes to the omega-6s versus omega-3s. And omega-3 is coming from? So omega-3s are like avocados and some of our heart-healthy fish Mm -hmm. where, I'm trying to think, like uh, grapeseed oil is omega-6. Yeah. Where avocado oil or olive oil is more omega-3. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? 
And those are, I, you know, I was recently reading a study around omega-3s and that particularly when we talk about demographics and African-American men, they were finding that supplementing uh, the diet with omega-3 was having significant impact on lowering uh, cholesterol levels, particularly in that population. And so... Just something to mention that, that you know, that was a, a fantastic study. Supplementing recently. in African-American men, supplementing with a supplement or supplementing with food sources? I think, in, that, you know, I think they were specifically talking about a supplement, but okay. I think adding, you know, just these healthy um, fats so, yeah. naturally, of yeah, course, you could yeah. certainly still do that uh, naturally. Um, but, you know, adding that supplement is also helpful if you are already having, experiencing high cholesterol. Yeah. You want to go ahead and add that supplement. Yeah, I know exactly. What I read that too. So, yeah. You know, I always say whenever it can be from real food, Mm -hmm. that's an ideal situation. The recommendation from AHA and from any dietitian would be to have fish two to three times a week Mm -hmm. to help get that. Because in a perfect world for women, we should be getting about 1.1 gram of omega-3 per day. And for men, 1.6 grams per day. What that means is two to three servings of fish per week. (laughs) That's the easy easy way to explain that. And what has happened is like we... Most Americans don't have enough. So that's why in that study, them using a supplement allowed us to see that in that population, they saw great improvement Mm -hmm. because of what, you know, the kind of what I said, having your fish Mm -hmm. two to three times a week. I find, uh, I think everybody gets fish. Not everybody likes fish, but I think avocados are this kind of thing where I know they've caught on in recent time with avocado toast Mm -hmm. and things, but I still think there are people who walk into a name one, a Qdoba. And they will completely look away from getting, you know, guac because they think, oh, my gosh, is that fattening? And they've lathered everything else up. Right. But they're not getting the queso dip on. Exactly. So I think there's a a way to look at avocados in a whole different light now. Yeah. And I think looking at trying to gain some of the good nutrition from it and then maybe you don't have pie later. Mm. (laughs) That was not a good example. But do you know what I mean? Like make some of those choices to incorporate some of the good nutrition. Yeah. Without overthinking calories because of weight loss. Yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes you might not know what to do with one. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, right. if, if, if it's something where, oh, you're hearing it today and you're thinking, oh, I'd love to try an avocado, but I've, you know, never made anything with avocado mm-hmm. in it. I mean, we have just thousands of recipes on uh, heart.org mm-hmm. where you can go and literally search for avocado and you'll come up with guac recipes and yeah. things that you can do um, with that because that's important. It's, you know, yeah. not everybody knows how to right. prepare, you know, some of these dishes and it, it doesn't have to be complicated. And again, there are resources out there to support you and help you. So, you know, please check out heart.org for recipes. I know. And Tommy... Tommy, you're going to hear this. Clay already knows this, but I make um, a chocolate mousse that is an avocado base. Sorry, bud. And and he doesn't know. No, oh. I mean he doesn't. He doesn't mind avocado. I've tried this. It's actually really good. It's really good. I mean, because yeah. avocados are creamy. Plus, it's got so cocoa. Ways, mm. Yeah, there's ways that you could definitely incorporate it that you might not realize. Like, yeah. usually you don't think avocado and think dessert. I put it in smoothies. Oh yeah. And my my boys have no idea that there's an avocado. Yeah, because it's in creamy. And it does make delish. it creamy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. In an upcoming uh, next episode, we're talking with Dan Muncy, who mm-hmm. you know is a fitness guy. I think he just like bikes here, you know, when he when he's coming. <laughs> but exercise is so important, it is. Mm-hmm. right? And yes. so tell us about the ground rules for what we should be thinking about for this heart healthy 
idea of keeping the cholesterol down? What kind of exercise? How much per week again, per day? 150 minutes a week um, of moderate intensity of aerobic exercise or 75 minutes per week of vigorous aerobic exercise, Mm. right? And so that's the recommendation. Again, that can be accumulated over time. So if you've got time in the morning for a 15-minute run, you know, take it and then, you know, do some additional things throughout the day. So you might do some vigorous and some moderate um, physical activity. And then just, again, making sure that you're moving and not sitting, making sure that you're increasing the intensity of the physical activity that you're getting over time, you know, and doing some muscle work as well, you know, lifting Mm -hmm. some weights. Hey, I mean, you know, sometimes when I go to the gym, I'll do those little circuits, you know, they have the little 30-minute circuits in the middle. I mean, do the circuit and get some um, light weights uh, added and you'll feel better. And it yeah. will improve your cholesterol. Yep. So I tell people, and this is quick and easy, and I think you guys have heard me say this before, 30 minutes a day is 2% of your day. Mm-hmm. So that means if you can give yourself that 2% a day, yeah. you have 98% of your day to do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And why not say thank you to your body? You know? Thank you, body. Thank yeah. you, body, 2%. All right. So um, alcohol, stress, breathing, mindfulness, we could, we've had other episodes on all of those things. And yeah. to be fair, my watch told me while I was sitting here this morning, as you were both coming into the studio, it's time to breathe. I mean, breathe, so we can use, mm-hmm. right, time to stand up. We can use high tech mm-hmm. and apps and other things to help us. But talk about specifically, let's start with alcohol. Moderate alcohol is still okay for heart health. I mean, I hear things mm-hmm. all the time. It kind of changes about red wine, et cetera. But if it's low to moderate use, no yeah. big deal. Moderation and moderation is yeah. one for women per day and two for men. Okay. And if you're smoking, please don't. Please don't. Mm. Stop smoking. It's smoking. Cessation for sure. Yeah. And don't, no. And, and vaping is basically the same thing. Also, please don't. So please don't do that. Uh, one, one vape cartridge has as, as much. Uh, as a whole nicotine nicotine, nicotine as really? a whole yeah. um, pack of cigarettes yes. so um, please know that it's the same thing so, and that's affecting cholesterol or just your well, vein and artery health in general so smoking will lower your HDL your happy your your yes. good cholesterol and, in your and body. will increase your triglycerides too yeah so any kind of tobacco use come on will yeah, yeah make your happy not so happy hmm. and then your triglycerides hmm. so that's will go up yeah so that's key and you know just at the very basic level, if you have been diagnosed with high cholesterol and you have meds for it, you're on a statin, take your meds as yes. directed. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. as we said, I mean, it could be a million reasons why the doctor has you on it. Maybe it's genetic. Maybe you don't agree that you should right. be on these. But if you have been prescribed, take your meds and do these lifestyle changes Well, and I would well. say smoking too, like you were mentioning, like it affects the constriction of your arteries Mm -hmm. so like if your artery is going to be smaller Mm -hmm. from smoking and there's plaque buildup yeah we know it just happened and what about de-stressing actually having a more healthy lifestyle including exercise can lead to less stress we know that absolutely absolutely. i mean anything exercise is a great de-stressor making sure you get enough sleep is a key in helping your cholesterol and your blood Mm -hmm. pressure for that matter overall heart health i did want to say i went to a you know, as a dietitian, you have to get your education credits in. And I went to a super interesting symposium the other week. And a cardiologist was speaking about being fit versus unfit and what that meant and the impact on someone's heart health. Mm. And in their studies, they were showing that even someone who was carrying a little bit excess weight, if they were unfit, meaning they did not do any kind of exercise, yeah. their risk for heart disease or stroke or heart attack 
increased because of that factor and not the overweightedness. Not that we want anyone to be overweight. Right, we want right. Everyone to feel comfortable. Yeah, but interesting. That their fitness level and doing something versus doing nothing impacted their heart health greatly. And that was, he went through a million different studies, like Mm -hmm. going way back into today, showing this consistent theme. And he said to us, when I see patients, when I watch them, he's like, I go and get them on purpose because I want to see how quickly they stand up and walk to me. And if you're walking like at a a 3.0 pace, like on a treadmill to me, to come into me, I know that we're going to have better results He's like, I noted in the chart to see if, are they walking faster to me? Wow. They, are they walking slower yeah. to me? Because I will know from that. And if I ask them, have you been exercising? He's like, everyone says yes, but I'll know. Yeah. And I thought that was so interesting, yeah. even to note for yourself, you know, how quickly do I get off the ground when I'm playing with my kids? I'm like, not as quickly as I used to, but at least I'm still trying. You know what well, I mean? Well, and how many studies are we now seeing that, again, we've talked about this, we'll continue to talk about it, good heart health, equal sign brain health mm-hmm. from Alzheimer's Association, equal yes. sign mental health. I mean, yes. it's it, it makes sense to us, but we kind of ignore that these basic things affect us holistically yeah. and can do us some good. So as we wrap up this podcast, if we want to be engaged with our doctor and not be afraid to actually be the lead, mm-hmm. not let the tail wag the dog and let somebody right. else tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. What do we request our doctor to do when it comes to one of these blood panels? What are we actually asking them to take as a sample of our blood so we know? A lipid profile? What is it called? What do we I, actually ask? I would like for them to do a complete blood, like a CBC, so okay. a complete blood count. So you have your cholesterol panel, your yeah. lipid profile, but you also have taking a look at your electrolytes and also your blood sugars and how those are running. Yeah. Good idea. All right, so give us the website again so we can all get all this good stuff. So visit heart.org where you can access your uh, check change control cholesterol um, risk calculator. Mm -hmm. Um, You can also access our cholesterol um, guidebook for for individuals so that you can get all the information that we talked about today. Muffas and puffas are on there listed? (laughs) Yes, they are, just like that. They were were a great band back in the 60s too, I think. Christian uh, Hurley from the American Heart Association, always good to see you. Good to see you Thanks for coming in. Grace DeRosha, thanks for giving us a little bit of your day today. What, 2% we got from you today. You didn't even exercise yet, or did you? No? Uh, Not quite? Okay. Well, you've got time. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for listening to a Healthier Michigan podcast brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. If you want to know more about the show, catch previous episodes, lock in on what's coming next, you can go online for our website as well, ahealthiermichigan.org slash podcast. You can leave us reviews, ratings on iTunes or Stitcher, and you can get new episodes on your smartphone or tablet. So when you're out there working through our February winter in Michigan, you will be able to say, I'm doing it. I'm actually making some kind of progress. You can also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. I'm Chuck Gatica. Have a great day.